Coming to you from Boise, Idaho, the fastest growing city in the U.S. and recognized as one of the most creative and vibrant cities to live in. This is a special edition of Enhancing the Human Experience, a World of Creativity, a series of unique interviews with successful people from around the globe, how they get inspired, where their ideas come from, and how they apply creativity in their business and personal lives. Now, here's your host, Mark Phillips, along with special guest interviewer, Mark Stinson. All right, welcome to another episode of A World of Creativity Inside Enhancing Human Experience podcast. I'm Mark Phillips. I'm here with and Mark I, Stinson. I'm Mark Stinson. <laughs> and uh, boy, we've been looking forward to this interview for uh, a while now. And we have a couple of terrific uh, business women, from, one from Paris and one from Delhi in India. And uh, we're, we're going to explore the creative process uh, that each of these uh, people go through and, and just see. Uh, what inspires them and how they think and how they approach their work and their personal life and so forth. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Sophia, uh, welcome from Paris. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little about uh, what you're working on these days. So, my name is Sophia. I define myself as a mother, a citizen, and an entrepreneur. So I'm working on a project called Fontaine CSR since two years and old now. And I have been recently selected to be part of the specific uh, uh, program for a social startup in Paris. So I'm working on this this day. Very nice. Oh, that sounds great. And Marie Du, uh, tell us about what you're working on today. Sure. Um, first of all, I would like to thank you for having me on the podcast today. Um, basically, I'm a technical head at Delvin site, and my major responsibility are to bring innovations in the company, maybe through the introduction of new projects training new juniors, attending uh, conferences all around the world, meeting people and understanding their requirements and helping them in decision-making by providing uh, strategic analysis. So this is uh, where my whole work revolves. So if you would ask me, like like you just mentioned, what exactly I'm working on. So I'm actually working on different strategic projects um, um, like um, market analysis of antim infection is one of them what I'm working on. Then there is a company who is looking for um, some collaboration uh, collaboration in US. So that's where I'm working on. So yeah, there are different kind of projects which are running under me. Yeah, and I'm enjoying working on that. <laughs> well, and it sounds like this is what's great. You know, you're both doing something that you're excited about, you're passionate about. And um so, so, Mark, I, I met both of these women uh, doing market research projects. Mm -hmm. So, Sophia uh, helped with a market research project in Paris, probably, gosh, it's uh, been eight or nine years ago almost, uh, which I can't believe how time flies. But um, really, really to understand, you know, how customers think and what they do. And then similarly with uh, Mirdrew, I worked with her on a business research project where we were trying to understand customers and, and the market. And I'd, I'd like to ask both of you ladies from the standpoint of, you know, getting insight into how people think. 
and that kind of market research background. Um, how, how do you approach that? How do you get to know the people, uh, not just customers, but as real humans? Uh, Sophia, how, what's been your experience with that? We'll start with you. Um, actually, um, it has a lot to do with my background because I uh, have studied uh, art and sociology, so and cultural trends, and also what we call systemic sociology. And I think there is a lot to do with understanding where people come from, what are the main um, influences through culture, religion, society, and as well uh, a lot of emotional intelligence, meaning empathy, to just listen to people and hear how they build their, how they can build their, their how can I say that? It's been a while since I have not been studying English. Um, their the beliefs and the, what they think they need and what they expect from life. Well, this is great. And, and Madhu, when you're doing your uh, analysis, uh, how are you getting to understand the person? Uh, this is amazing question, I would say. Uh, okay, so first of all, I would say like um, when you are when you are into business, I mean it. It's r rarely a chance you get to know about the people who are working on the other side. I mean, they are more more into the work and the decision making, and so they really do not give you much more time to know each other personally. So when I talk about that, uh, I think I have met people personally and I know them. And um, I think now we are friends. <laughs> so, uh, so like one of the guy I met in the conference in Copenhagen and then um, I uh, like somehow through the business travels, I went to Tokyo for a seminar and then I met him again. And um, again, when I went to the conference in US and again, I met him. So, so it's like, uh, you know, like you get to know each other uh, more personally. Now I know like what exactly he's uh, uh, into, what kind of goals, what exactly the visions he has and uh, how the family he has. I think we discuss about everything. And, you know, uh, when, when, you, when you are more um, on the personal side, I think uh, it's also because the trust they are putting uh, for example, like in my case, uh, the work which I have provided it to them, they are so satisfied with the work that they would like to step up and go more on the personal side. And they would like to know more about uh, like how I think, how I work and uh, what, ki what kind of goals I have. Yes, uh, I, I would just say that, you know, um, it, it's rare, but there there are some people who would like to involve themselves into that um, understanding of the uh, the personal stuff. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, you know, many, many people think uh, even, Drew, you have the word technical in your title. Um, and Sophia, you're working, you know, with a lot of business people who are concerned with their operations and their profits. Uh, but you have a nice line, Sophia, in your program called, you know, put heart into your work. Um, 
How, how do you find that people want to be inspired more from their heart uh, at work? What's been your experience? Uh, why? Well, first of all, I, I can only mention that we are right now living a huge cultural and societal revolution uh, with the internet, with, uh, with all the technology coming in, uh, which is uh, a bigger revolution that could, could have been uh, the book. And, Prints at, at, at its time. So I think uh, that people, you know, there is a lot of article in uh, human resources and management about bore out, about how people need to find meaning in their lives and in their work as well, and to have a more ethical approach about how they work and and about all the resources we have on this planet at this stage. So I think uh, that people do need to find um, the right path um, between their personal life and their work. Meaning that till now, work was, all companies were kind of a, nice that was out of the society and each more more and more we recognize that companies need to be at the heart of society and how it works and uh, to make sure that everything is right in how we live together at the end of the day. But if that's clear <laughs> it has a lot to do with corporate social responsibility and how we are in the turning point of humanity and work culture. I see what you're saying. So it's it's not just on a personal level, but all the way up to the societal level. Yes, but it has a lot to do with the personal because it starts with the personal action and the personal uh, awareness of what you want to do with your energy what you want to do with your job, the impact you want to have in the world, not only earn money, but have a positive impact. And a lot of, a lot of, more, sorry, more and more people, and especially young people, are really having this in mind when, when they're thinking about their future work business. Yes. And so, Madhu, uh, how do you find that you're able to bring an emotional side to your technical work? Um, I think uh, there is no emotional side. Well, uh, when I work, I am very focused. So uh, my agenda of working is quite different from others. Uh, before I start any project, I envision the outcome. So by doing it, it helps me in creating best of the output for my clients. Sometimes it takes two days to even analyze how the outcome should be, which makes sense uh, for me because uh, you would like to create something massive on board for your clients so that they can uh, take decisions on uh, their best strategic portfolio. So yes, it, it works for me. So this helps me in getting more clarity. I become more focused. 
with my approach and 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 it deliver value to the clients and this is how i work i mean um i'm very very focused and and describe more about i guess if i called it your creative process how how do you approach the problem or the business challenge that the clients have shared with you do you do you have a systematic approach or is it more intuitive I, i'd be curious about your process um it totally depends on the project to project honestly like uh, for example it's like a very very different kind of project which i have never worked into so what i do i i start from the scratch i start reading the stuff i um do a lot of secondary research to understand what exactly i can bring on board to create some strategic uh, um assumptions if you talk about market analysis or if you talk about some uh, um different kind of projects where the primary research is needed so i try to create some kind of a methodology which could work for that project and for my client and then i put up uh put that up uh, in front of my client and we discuss it together so yeah so like uh, if you ask me on the creative process so basically i i try to understand more more on the project side then brainstorm a lot and if for example if things are not working well then i go for a walk and uh, once i come back and it gives me a different dimension to think uh, this is how it works with me i mean uh, and most of the time i have a i have a very big team and uh, we we keep on discussing with each other and uh, yeah sometimes uh, their ideas are quite uh, impressive so yeah i i try i work more and i discuss and then that's how i like you know refine my process and methodology you can say that's great mm-hmm. and, and so sophia when you're taking on a new project or a new engagement or assignment do do you have a process that you start with uh, well it depends on the topic and the industry uh first of all i will have a listening position it's the first step for me to yeah, be listening to all the expectation and also listen to the trends all the trends you can get from news or uh, articles or um, experts about the topic whatever it can be and after that i will kind of work i i, I do a lot of mind mapping and we'll try to connect all the information even the one who, who which makes them opposite to find like the the common things in the mind mapping and I would start with that. Not quite sure if I'm answering right. <laughs> yeah, no, this is fantastic. And and is there a source that you I I'm curious, oftentimes people ask me too about mind mapping. Do, do you have a particular technique or an expert or a uh book or anything that you refer to for mind mapping? No, uh, I kind of do my own because I really love to connect uh for example artistic works uh philosophic it can be uh, like uh history social uh cultural uh, references it can be a lot of different references so it can be about uh 
disruptive uh, technological innovation. I I'm trying to link everything. Yeah, this is great. So, so do you uh, use a pen and paper or are you using an app of some sort to do the map? Actually, I'm old school. I'm using a paper and pen. I have a little book that I use and I write down everything I see and uh, I'm, I'm for draw even sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you'll love, and I always love to hear that because in, in so many of our interviews, it's like, yeah, technology is wonderful. The internet's apps, you know, and everything else. But uh, how many people still use pen and paper, whiteboard? Yeah. You know, it's like you have to feel it. There's yeah. something tactile about uh, touching the ideas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. I love that. It's really yeah. about touching the idea because we have so much luck with the technology in terms of sources. And content that we can have. I mean, in video images, and now we can visit museums that are thousands of kilometers from you or get references you've never heard of. Uh, but the fact is that when you are in the process yourself, uh, you have to own all those ideas and connect them your way. And the best way is, yes, speaking with your own voice and uh, move your own body around the idea and write it and yes, make it concrete and material. That's true. Yeah, this is this is great. And, and so I'd like to, you know, more on the personal side, you know, you've talked about Drew just taking a walk sometimes uh, and, and Sophia museums and things. Both of you live in such vibrant, dynamic cities. I can only, you know, uh, just just the food and the color and the art and the music. Um, but where where do you personally find your creative inspiration? Where you say, I just I need a dose of inspiration. Um, what what's your personal go to, Madhu? What what about you? Um, honestly, it's a very difficult question for me, but I would like to answer it in a different way. The key inspiration, if you ask me, are so many, but it's less related to the hobbies or you can say like, you know, just watching a movie or you can say like moving out and getting some inspiration or no, it never happens with me. It is actually more related to the ideas of my craft or, or you, you say uh, my work, what exactly I'm doing. So, so major inspiration is like uh, when I am working i'm very very focused so when i'm very focused so there are a lot of uh, ideas running into my mind and uh, i try to put into put it into the reality so um it's it's more of a, you can say like you know just uh, refining my ideas my work i think inspires me i enjoy working a lot uh, this is this is great well yeah that's that's the idea that we would be excited and inspired by our craft and our work so that's great. Sophia, where, where do you find uh, some of your inspiration outside of work? Uh, my answer will sound so French. Um, having a black <laughs> coffee, <laughs> having a, a, a cafe, a, a coffee in a cafe in Paris, actually. <laughs> mm, the I ideas like start flowing then, huh? Yes. Well, and, and uh, one of the things I remember most about uh, meeting Sophia for the first time 
is going to their offices. Uh, this was at your prior company, Sophia, of course. Yes. But uh, yeah, a terrific office, you know, vibrant neighborhood. And uh, I said, Where, where's a good cafe or bakery? And it was literally right across the street. <laughs> and I said, this must be a wonderful life that you have. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes, we have that. Well, listen, this has been just a terrific conversation. I'm mindful of our time. Thanks for sharing your insights and ideas. And um, as we close, I'm curious, you know, people often ask if if there is a, a book or a resource or a podcast, you know, what, what are you reading or listening to these days that uh, you find some creative inspiration from? Sophia, what about you? Uh, right now, um I'm reading a, a book from a French, uh, I love science fiction authors. And in France, we have a great author. She's called Catherine Dufour. And she has just released a book about Ada Lovelace, who was the first woman producing uh, um, code in IT, the first code. code in IT. So these days, to be honest, I'm very into perspective and also uh, get through science fiction and through biographies, getting to understand better which is our path right now. That's great. Marie Du, what are you reading or listening to these days? Uh Well, uh, uh, like I mentioned before, I majority of the time, you know, I'm an active thinker and absorbs a lot of thoughts and ideas from surroundings, which keeps me engaged most of the time. So I actually do not get time to read or, or you can say like spend more time on just uh, figuring out some new books or something. So, but, but. I, I have this thing, you know, I regenerate myself because I, I, I mentioned before that I'm too focused. So I do yoga for spiritual connectivity. I do CrossFit, which blocks my everyday thoughts. I sometimes cook. Uh, it, it's like not something, something which is uh, um, different from the regular so yeah, like if you ask me, like the w- books which I have read in the past is like uh, the monk who sold his Ferrari from uh, it's uh, uh, Robin Sharma, and <laughs> yeah, this this was uh, quite my favorite book. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I'm I'm fascinated by uh, the yoga practice. Uh, what what does that do to help sort of refresh or calm your brain? from all the activity you have for work. Yeah, like uh, I tell you, like whenever I go back home or um, um, sometimes uh, I, uh, in the morning also, like I do I do yoga. For example, um, I challenge myself <laughs> over there also. I think because it works for me because all the time, whenever there is, a, there is something which I'm doing different, I have to involve fully. So uh, in the case of yoga, I do I do meditation. I practice uh, some um, different kind of uh, asanas. Um, for example, I wanted to master headstand. So, and I like mentioned before, I envision myself being stable in the headstand position before practicing every day. And uh, yes, now I'm able to do headstand. <laughs> wow. 
Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Well, this has just been a wonderful conversation. And, you know, to the theme of our podcast, The World of Creativity, um, are, are, both of you have uh, opportunity to have global connections, uh, you know, across uh, different continents and countries. Uh, and, Sophia, at the outset, you mentioned the Internet and how close we are now. Are you finding that we are a more global community, that our creative exchange um, – you know, crosses borders and crosses cultures a lot more than, than maybe when you began your careers? Yes, of course. Yes, it's huge. Uh, and it's the potential is exponential, actually, uh, because we are uh, able now to connect so much people that have ideas and share them and find solutions. For example, I've heard of this huge project uh, about cancer. Uh, I don't remember the exact name right now, it's cool. Uh, they have created an online platform which is global, and everyone, not only scientists, but people who are good at thinking and resolving uh, mathematics problems or even in gaming, they all participate to a huge program to try to understand how word the disease itself and put together all the knowledge of all type of people in the world. This is just one example on how technology is helping us to connect all type of creativity. That's great. And Marie Marie Du, how how have you seen culture creative exchange? Well, um, as I mentioned that uh, I, I do visit conferences worldwide. So I, I think it's so important. I mean, uh, you go to the conference, meet new people, have gorgeous conversations with them. You tend to learn a lot. I met a guy. He was working on a digital therapeutics for uh, in the in the TNS. So that was so alluring. I mean, it was so great to know that you tend to learn different kind of things. One person is doing something, they have some kind of a technological innovation and that drives you crazy. Wow, I mean, people around the world, they are making something very innovative that not only inspires you, that inspires your soul to create something bigger and achieve. <laughs> I agree. I love when yeah, you say you. I love when you say sometimes you go crazy because it's so true. When you meet so much people with so much brilliant ideas and different point of view, it's really blow minded. Well, we want to thank you two for joining us. We really do appreciate it, and we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, thanks so much for for joining us on this episode. Thank you. Thank you very much to both of you for the invitation and. I don't know to who this um, this podcast is addressed, but I do hope they will enjoy it. Wow, what a great interview. We want to thank Sophia and Radru for joining us in this episode of A World of Creativity, Insight Enhancing Human Experience. Lots of greatness in this episode. Keep in mind, you can always find these episodes on youtube.com slash gmarkphillips or on your favorite podcast player. Thanks again for listening. Stay tuned for next week for another great episode of A World of Creativity. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day. All the best. Health, wealth, and success. 
Thanks for listening to this special edition of Enhancing the Human Experience, A World of Creativity with Mark Phillips. If you liked this episode and want to know more, check out gmarkphillips.com and please leave us a review on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.